Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. Callers are welcome, and we invite you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome to the Science of Yes. I'm your hostess, Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach. We'll be examining every week the energy of yes and how you can leverage your knowledge and belief in the power of yes to create an extraordinary, prosperous life by design. I'm a life coach and a business coach, and I specialize in breaking down the emotional and the physical barriers that you generate for yourself whenever you're up to something and trying to achieve something in life. The Science of Yes takes place every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're here on Blog Talk Radio, part of the New Age Spirit Radio series. And I'm so excited tonight because I'm going to welcome to my show my guest, my sister, Dr. Tamla Hawley. Dr. Hawley is a really remarkable educator. She is also a very intuitive spiritual individual who've written a book called Your Inner Kingdom, teaches you about how to get in contact with your inner self so that you can balance your life and take on more and expand your capacity in life. One of the things I also am so proud of her for is she's currently um, campaigning to win to be the representative for her school district where she lives in Northern California. So I wanted to welcome her to my show tonight, and callers are welcome. You can call in at 760-888-5700. So without any further ado, we're going to welcome Dr. Tamla Hawley, author of Your Inner Kingdom. Good evening, Tamla. How are you? Very good, thank you. How's it going? Good to hear your voice. It's good to always hear from you. Well, you know... It's really remarkable because we're living during some very, very tumultuous and chaotic times. And for me, I have to tell you, this has been mind-blowing, seeing, you know, the, the election and the political climate and, and, the, and the way that things are going. It's just, it's just crazy is the only thing I can say to, to kind of capture, you know, it's crazy. How do you find it? These are certainly difficult times that we're living in. Um, I guess the way I can describe it is, is um, they always say um, God doesn't give us things um, in our lives that we can't handle. 
so I think that this is the time for us to um, really figure out who we want to be as a people. And it's our test uh, to kind of stand up and be that, you know. Um, that's the only way I can think of it because otherwise, as you say, it just looks crazy. It looks like something out of the twilight zone. But I'm always one to think about um, what is my test right now? And when I look around and see all of the racial unrest and uh, looking at the election season and seeing all of the, I don't know, division and nastiness, um, I see it as an opportunity to um, remind myself of who I am and who I was placed here to be. And so what I, with that, I say, um, hey, God doesn't give us something we can't handle. We can handle this. All we have to do is stand up and start being who we were here, um, placed here to be. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, I I talk a lot about the energy of yes and that the universe resonates at that, at that energy and that anything you want is available and everything's possible. And then you, you, you start to hear about this, the kinds of things that are going on in the world today. Like you, for instance, you, a couple of um, weeks ago, you had a town hall. It was virtual on Zoom. And we had um, about 15 people who were on there who were interacting with you. It was a really, really incredible conversation about what your platform was and what you were up to. And suddenly we were Zoom bombed by a group of individuals who were saying nasty things, um, obscenities and, and racial slurs. And, and, and it was a very, um, I don't know, targeted and very specific attack. And, and then I read in the papers that a, a similar attack, almost just like yours, as a matter of fact, actually just like yours, happened to another candidate for political office in Pennsylvania. And it was the same thing. It was a virtual town hall. They came on and, and started you know, using obscenities and uh, racial slurs and made it very clear that um, they used the N word and the C word and and you know it it was a dedicated attack, very overt and it's something that we're dealing with a lot lately. Things that people would never dream of saying in the past out loud, though they may think it, they're actually saying out loud. And I don't know the the atmosphere for me is is very much inside of the current political um, energy that's going on around our president that people are actually saying out loud the things that used to be very deep, not so deep anymore. I like the way you say uh, energy. I've heard you say that a couple of times when we talk off, you know, chat almost every day, and you talk about the Trump energy and the different things. And I, the reason why I'm saying that is because um, everything is energy. And so, uh, I want to say a couple of things. First, racism and sexism, misogyny, that's an energy. And energy has power. And it has the power to um, empower, and it has the power to disempower. And um, that said, one of, like, one of the things we talk about in my book, um, everything that we think has energy upon us 
to change the tides of how things are going through our thoughts and through our actions and through our energy. Second, if individually we are kind of sidestepping our path, God will do whatever it takes to put us back onto that path, especially if we have important things that we're up to. In the world right now, we're up to a lot of important things. Moving into the next millennium, that we're, 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 you say we're in a millennium, we're moving into a millennium. And the important thing about our next level as humanity is that we come together as a, a hope to raise up the energy. When that happens, all of the negativity begins to rise up so that it can move away and shift aside. So what there is for us to do is go ahead and look it straight in the face, accept it, so that we may push it aside. We can't ignore it. So I, I, am, I am, every day it's so hard for me to see the things that go on on TV and listen to my kids talk about the things that they have to go through. But what I do is I remember what I'm up to. And so when I remember that, I can begin to shift my thoughts and begin to act in ways that move that energy and bring in some new and more empowering conversations. And if we can do that as individuals, we can begin to see that happening as a group, as a collective, as a state, as a nation, as a country, as a planet. We can all start by doing individually what we can do to shift the energy. That's why I like when you say energy, because it really is energy. But that doesn't mean that we, it stops us. What we do is we take our energy and we push it aside. Mm. You're absolutely right. And, and it's interesting because in my book, um, the uh, Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams, I also talk a lot about energy and how you manifest the energies to, to create the life of your dreams. And um, life is energy. Everything is energy. So when you're interacting with another human being in any capacity, whether you're engaged with them in dialogue or engaged with them in a work situation, their energy emerges with your energy. And if you are resonating at the energy of yes, you can manifest anything you want. Right now in our, you know, nation, there's a lot of negative energy resonating in the world of politics. And it's not... um, a bad energy or it's not a good energy. It's not a right energy and it's not a wrong energy. It's an energy that's generating from a very self-centered and arrogant point of view. And a lot of conversation goes on these days about the 1%. The 1% meaning the people who are wealthy, abundant, prosperous, successful, however you want to put it, that that's not the majority of the people. In other words, rich people are not the majority. They're the 1%. And a lot of times in the political world, there's a lot of attention given to people who are not in the 1% because they are the ones who actually need the most attention. And I think that a part of the energy flow right now is about the 1%. And since they're the minority, it's hard to find ourselves, to find our place in the world, 
and and the laws and the support from the government is all geared toward the one percent right now, in my humble opinion. What do you think about that? Fascinating. I um because all of the um books that we used to read about manifesting prosperity and so forth all um, talk about how everybody wants to be wealthy. So um, when we talk about the 1%, we're talking about those people who have, you know, everything. We want, we, everyone wants to have everything. We want that. But um, what you're talking about is you're talking about um, a, almost like you're talking about the collective consciousness or the will of um, the majority versus the power of the few. And, um, you know, even though those are the people that we aspire, we want to be that. We want to we have everything. What we don't realize is um, the responsibility that comes along with that kind of power. So I was thinking about that. I think about that a, a lot. And I think, you know, um, it, some of the policies that we talk about with like this new Supreme Court justice or uh, some of these other people, Trump and all of his friends in Wall Street, um, whatever they do, it's really not going to affect me. Sometimes I wake up, it's okay, I'm middle class, it's not going to affect me. But the truth is, it does affect me because it affects my planet and my space. And so, yes, um, the, the policies right now are geared toward a very few um, who holds the power. But as a people, we need to think about what it is. And we don't have to, but it would be um, an interesting conversation if we thought about what it is that we have as far as the power of the collective consciousness. How can we raise ourselves up to um, this planet of the people instead of the, those who hold a little bit of money uh, and, and, and want to wield all the power. Because that's not what it's all about. It's all about us being able to live freely, you know, in a world that is responsible and takes care of its people. So that's, that's kind of the way I think about it. It's very crazy because I've always thought, I want to be prosperous. I want to have lots of money. But forget about um, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> Oh, well, you're anyway. right. Yeah, it does carry a, a huge responsibility that I think a lot of people aren't, aren't really present to. It, it's 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 like having yourself in the position of a parent. You know, a lot of times when parents are raising children, they forget they're raising them so that they can leave. They forget all the time that, that you're not raising them to stay with you, and so some parents still try to control their kids' lives even after they've long left the nest because um, there's a power there. There's a connection there. And when I say that, I don't want to start having conversation about parenting. What I want to get present to is responsibility. When you have authority over a group of people, there's a responsibility that you have that I say is not actually being honored right now in the current political climate that that's why people are looking for a change, that they want people in power to have responsibility towards the, the people that are under them. Just take, for instance, the, the whole conversation around the pandemic. 
and the and the governmental support for people who are furloughed or or they've lost their jobs and they're stuck at home and there's no money. And there's there's these programs that are supposed to help you. And the first round of money that that was given to the government to help the SBA, you know, the the money went to wealthy people. Trillions of dollars. And the money went to wealthy people. And the second round, you know, it's I, I still have clients who are waiting for their for their funds. It is absolutely absurd. You know, the, the whole responsibility of what it is to take care of your people, your community, your tribe, there's no responsibility there. And it's the climate that's the energy of the current political climate. Uh, Again, it's um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. Sorry, I was muted and I was talking, <laughs> just talking and talking, <laughs> and then I was. <laughs> I hate this. The technology, huh? Yeah. Well, this it's is again. This but, is Pam Heath. I'm the Yes Coach, and we're um on the program, the Science of Yes. We're here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on um Spirit, uh, New Age Spirit Radio. And um, callers are welcome. You can call in at 760-888-5700. We're here tonight with Dr. Pamela Hawley, author of Rediscovering Your Divine Connection to the Source, Your Inner Kingdom. So you were saying, Pamela? Um, when we talk about our responsibility, uh, I, I kind of like the idea of um, thinking about it uh, like, like you know, parenting. Although, um, when we come here, uh, you know, we come free. Uh, my my mother always, you know, our mom, you know, always told us that we're here and we come free. I mean, she's we're she's like a um, kind of like a foster parent for God. Um, mm. So it, we could, you know, we can think of ourselves that way. And so um, that said, um, when you talk about responsibility. Um, you're talking about how you are a reflection, um, if I could get kind of spiritual, uh, uh, you know, of your, of your father, of the parent, of the universe. You are a reflection of that. Just like when you go out and your mom says, you know, don't go out there and embarrass me. Yes. It's the same thing for the universe. It's the same thing for the planet. You're going out and you're stepping out and you're representing that which birthed you, that which gave you life. You know, if you think in the in the broader universe, or even if you think of as on the planet, that you are given the opportunity to breathe the air. You're given, you know, the freedom to have the food that you eat in your belly. You know, what are you doing, you know, to sort of... Um, to make you know, make your parents proud, or make your universe proud, or make your planet proud. To have had, you know, the pleasure of giving you that gift of life. And so, when you think about responsibility, I think about it like you know, just really um, thinking. Hearing my mama, you know, say, "Go out there and do something that's going to make me proud." So go out there and really take, you know, the time to be grateful 
for what you are given. And if you, if you, if you think of it like that, then you, you have no choice but to go out there and stand up for what is right. Mm. You know, in our political climate, you know, you have to stand up for what is right. That's true. That's true. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's funny to me because I'm of an age where I can remember when I was young and how older people would always relate to us like, you know, we know better than you and one day you'll find out. And, and now I'm at that age where I'm looking at younger people and thinking the same thing, you, you know, but the people, the young people today, the millennials, if you will, they didn't have the world that I had growing up. They have a completely different energy surrounding them in the world. And it may not be the same for their children as well. There's a completely different world, the world that is truly different from the one that you and I both knew coming up. Even Halloween is different. Halloween is coming up, and I remember what Halloween was like when I was young. And these kids today, they have no clue. For them, it's party central get dressed up and go to a party and party hardy like it's 1999. For me, it was about trick-or-treating and candy and friends and having a good old time. And um, I don't even know if people trick-or-treat anymore. It's just so different. Everything has changed. It's not safe. Out there. We had it. We have, we have some tricks, but the pandemic is changing it. It's, it's like now I have no idea what it's going to be like. We, I saw some people putting um, those, uh, they put like little sticks and they put the M&Ms across the stick and lift, leave them on their lawn. And uh, it's kind of cute because the kids will just come up, I guess, and they'll just take one of the sticks and move on. So that is the most, um, you know. It's quite creative, um, actually. Social way of doing Halloween. I mean, yeah, it's creative for sure. And it's the pandemic that we're in, we understand. But it's like, what does our future look like in terms of interacting with one another moving forward? Well, that's what I think about. They don't even know. This isn't even something that they, they're missing or thinking they're missing. They don't even know. It was already getting that way before the pandemic. We, we had people that were putting razor blades and poison and candy and handing it out. And we were already headed for the, um, I guess, the extinction of trick-or-treating way before um, the pandemic made it essential. Times have changed and energy changes, and we're in a different dynamic now. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't like to think in terms of good or bad. I think in terms of workability, is it working? Does it not work? If it doesn't work, let's figure out what does. That, to me, is how you manage yourself inside a a powerful energy of of evolution. Well, I have a question, actually. Um, It starts with the the whole notion of young people and what they – are dealing with in this day and age. And um, I've, you know, happened to be talking to a couple of young people in terms of this election cycle. And they've talked about, you know, all of the problems with um, race and inequity and they want to get out and be active. They want to, they want to shout in the street and, and, and protest. 
and say, you know, we don't want to take it anymore. And so in terms of a yes perspective, what type of advice do you give to a young person that really wants to take something into their hands but doesn't know how to channel? I think we might call it the anger and frustration that they're feeling. Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because I deal with this all the time because my son is a millennial. And, um, you know, I do have this come up sometimes with people. They have they feel a lot of rage and a lot of anger about the, the current climate and, and the way that it is and the way that they think it should be. And one of the things that I, um, I caution them to do is that yeah, I remind them that life is energy. And if you want to make a difference in life, if you want to contribute and forward what um, you consider to be good energy, then you have to generate it yourself. You'll never stop a war by picking up a gun. So if you want to make a difference, you have to be the person that you want that person to be. You have to generate from a powerful context, positive energy, and you have to be a stand for leadership. So the first thing you want to do is you want to vote. You know, you can't make a difference if you don't get in that, that you know, whatever, whether you vote by mail or go to the, the, to the polls, you have to vote. And then the second thing, you have to decide what it is that you want. Because most of the time, I, my experience tells me that there, you have a general anger that things are the way they are, but you, you're not really clear the way you want them to be. And it's very hard to get to a destination if you don't know where you're going. You know, first start with yourself. And the way you want others to be, you have to start being that way. And when you start being that way, there's, there's kind of a resonance that happens in the world where people will match your resonance. But if you want people to start arguing and you're telling them that at the top of your lungs, you're encouraging more arguing when you do that. And that's always going to be the way it goes, no matter what, no matter who you're interacting with. I always like to use the analogy of two Jedi Knights, like from Star Wars. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but whenever you see two Jedi Knights fight in Star Wars, they're equally matched. There aren't any B-plus, you know, Jedi Knights. They're all A-plus. So when they get going, it's hard to know who's going to win the, you know, win the fight. And that's the way it looks hmm. when you go after somebody else. You're two Jedi Knights going at it. And it's going to go on and on and on until somebody gets worn down. And that doesn't make you the winner. So if you have something that you're standing for, be the leader who generates the change. Be the positive energy that creates the context for what you are hoping to create. Be a yes. Always, always be a yes. Yes energy wins every time or else you're just two Jedi Knights going for it and you'll be at it for eternity because you're evenly matched and that's what I would tell somebody young be yes it's so hard to to know what that means sometimes like there's this commercial that's talking about um, insurance or something and they're asking advice of like the financial guy and they're saying, you know, should I, like, invest? And the guy's like, yeah. Should I, you know, take out my groceries? The guy's like, yeah. And then she's like, do you just say yes to everything? And then he's like, well, I say no to kale. 
And then she's like, huh, that actually makes sense to me. So I'm like, when do you say no? The one question I get asked all the time is, do I say yes to everything? When do I say no? And um, the answer to that question is that um, there's nothing wrong with the word no, like the, the, the semantics of it. There are times when what there is to do is say no with your hand on your hip and your fingers snapping, okay? If it's something you are not committed to, say no. If you want to know what to say yes to and you're unclear, because a lot of times yes just comes flying out of your mouth because that's what there is to say. But if you're unclear, then you want to look to see what am I committed to in the moment. If you have a commitment to run for political office and what there is to do is go to bed and be at a town hall, what do I say yes to? What are you committed to? I'm committed to winning the political office. We're going to bed right now when you get office or we're going to the town hall when you get office. Probably going to the town hall will win me the office. Say yes to the town hall. Do you follow? Say yes to that which forwards your commitment. Say no to that which doesn't forward what you're up to. So somebody calls you out of your name, calls you a racial slur, tells you, you know, where to go and how to go there and when to go there and why, and it's all very ugly and it drains you and it makes you feel bad, should you respond in kind or should you walk away? What are you committed to? Well, I'm committed to being the living hell out of this person. Okay, go for it. Say yes. It depends on what you're committed to. I doubt that somebody seriously interested in manifesting power and magic in their life is committed to beating the living hell out of somebody. That just doesn't match. But the answer to the question you ask is always check on your commitment in the matter, and your commitment will give you the action to take. That's what there is to say yes to. What do you say no to? Anything that doesn't forward what you're committed to. If you're committed to remain a virgin and every man you meet wants to have sex with you, should you say yes? You should say no, because that's not inside your commitment to remain a virgin. That's interesting. So that means that I actually should be saying yes to Kale. Yeah, if you have a commitment I'm to, committed to living a healthy life. Yeah, if you're committed to living a healthy life and you have a choice of what will be the most powerful thing to buy inside of that commitment, there's a choice you can make. Kale or, you know, a Hershey's almond bar. <laughs> That's you know, sure. there's, there's something delightful about a Hershey's almond bar. I'm here to tell you. You know, if you say yes to that, I won't be mad at you. But what are you committed to? Now, how do you know what you're committed to? Well, that's the question of the hour. Because a lot of people, I find, don't know what they're committed to. It's one of the reasons why I wrote my book, Say Yes. Because I help you distinguish your commitments. It's not always easy. Some things are easy. Like you talk about a healthy lifestyle. Some things are easy. It's like, yeah, the kale is what what forwards my commitment. Yes to the kale. But then you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you you have cancer. And the doctor says, we're going to have to do chemo. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And then you go home and somebody in your family says, there's an alternative. 
method. You can go to this clinic and they have these woo-woo, you know, pills you can take and drink these smoothies every day and juicing and, and you'll get well and you won't have to have chemo and your hair won't fall out. What do you do? What do you say yes to? I'm committed to living. And this doctor says that he has a procedure and it'll make me lose my hair and I'll get sick and I might die. This doctor says that he has some woo-woo procedure and it might, you know, not work and I might die anyway. What do I say yes to? Those are the times you have to look inward where you have to have a connection to spirit and do what forwards what you're up to, even though there may be different roads to what you're up to. To choose left or right is a matter of spirituality. And that's why I wrote my book, because so many people these days don't have that connection. They don't have the ability to sit and be still and look within. And what a lot of them do is they ask other people, tell me what to do. I don't know whether to go left or right. Can you tell me the way? And the problem with somebody else telling you left or right that if you go left when they say go left and it doesn't turn out, guess whose fault it is that it didn't turn out? It's their fault because you asked, they told you, and you did it, and it didn't turn out. And you're not responsible for your life. But if you listen to people's advice, consider it, and then choose yourself, then if it turns out or doesn't turn out, you can hold and be responsible for the ownership of your choices. And that's true power. Whether it turns out or not, and what I mean by turn out, it goes the way you want. The key is to be the author of your destiny. And that's saying yes. And that's what the science of yes is all about. Oh, those are good questions. What a great guess. It's true. I don't have questions, so I don't have to give any answers. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, the thing that I that I love is that I have this forum where I can investigate with people who are like-minded, the energy of yes. You know, I'm really big on energy. To me, my relationships with people are all based on energy. You know, and I sometimes meet people who have the kind of energy I don't want to interact with. And I've had that happen sometimes. And I met people who instantly I'm related to. And it has to do with their energy. You know, some people can, can see auras. I see energy. And um, there's energy that's palpable and, and actually delicious to be around. And there's energy that's n- not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wondered what it feels, what, it, what it's like to see, you know, um, energy. Now, I can feel energy. And I can see uh, colors around people, but it's not like in a looking thing with eyes. I can see it, like I understand it. I'm like almost a mental thing. Is yeah. that similar to how you're talking about it? Kind of, sorta. Like I do see energy, and it does occur like color, but it's also something I feel. And everything has energy, everything. Dogs and cats have it. Um, cups and plates have it. Um, chairs have it. I've, I've experienced um, 
euphoria laying in bed. Like, you know, there was a point before the pandemic where I traveled a lot to speak. And um, different hotel rooms have different beds. And there are some beds that are like you don't want to get out of them. Mm-hmm. And there are some hotel beds that are like blah, you know, like sleeping bags. They're so empty. And um, I don't see it like you see tangible objects. I see it more like inward. I see energy around people mostly, but I also see energy around things. And there are times when I walk in a room, when I see something, and it's a turnoff, and I'll walk out of the room. Like I'll leave because that energy is just not palpable. You know, I've seen that displayed in motion pictures around psychic people where they'll walk into a room and then walk out of it and say they can't come in that room. I've had that experience. Like, I can't be in this room. There's something in this room that's repelling me. And it's energy. And when I talk about the science of yes, it's actually the energy of yes I'm talking about. And I resonate it. I'm, um, it's interesting we're having this conversation because... Um, I am the practitioner ambassador for the New Age Guild, and I interact with a lot of the the psychics and the readers in the guild, and I can always tell when a reader is, is engaged with the spirits around me because they're very excited and excitable, like me. So when the people are talking to my spirits, they get excited. And they are high energy because my spirits are. And so am I. So I know immediately, oh, this is person is the real deal. Because they're actually engaged with and connected to my spirits. I can tell by the way they're talking. So you have a um, ability to um, go in and out of um, I think it's called the spiritual realm, and um, yeah. yeah, and you know that energy can um, excite you and motivate you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can use that to have, uh, you know, pu- you know, go for a very long time. Yeah. And then once you sometimes when you come out of it, you just drop so far down, and I think it's yeah. because almost like yeah, coming off of what you when you're on flying in an airplane, then when the airplane lands, you're like you feel like you're kind of heavy or something grounded or something. It's kind of like that for you when you come in and out of the spiritual realm. Yep. So it's almost like you're vibrating at a different level. And I think that's that everybody. There's the, I call it woo-woo, there's the woo-woo realm that some people are very, very connected to and some people are not. And it's very matter-of-fact, you either are or you're not. And there are people who are skeptics who don't believe. And, you know, I'm a business coach and I deal a lot of times with professionals who don't believe and they're skeptical. And and I'm not the least bit um, bothered by their disbelief because it doesn't matter. I know what I see and, and I, you know, works for me. And like I said, I'm not about right or wrong or good or bad. I'm about workability. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, don't do that. And it's that's very simple. It's like when you're hungry, eat. When you're tired, sleep. When you're thirsty, drink. It really is matter of fact. 
and that's how it lives for me. And and when I I, I tell people I'm the Mary Poppins of this whole world, um, because I fly in um in with my umbrella and explain the whole thing to everybody, then fly away, and people are less contributed to. And that's my mission and my message is the science of yes. This whole concept that the universe resonates at this particular frequency of energy. And if you could match that frequency and flow with it, then you can be someone who manifests ongoingly, on demand, anything you want, anytime you want it, you know, like that. And that's the science of yes. Yes. I can, I can get on board with that. Ha! <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to my world. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, people could probably um, learn a lesson from that, too, because oftentimes people, you know, they just can't take it anymore. You know, they say, oh, I can't do it. What can't you do? Um, when I was having twin, I had, you know, when I had my twins, it was a very hard labor because literally you are pushing two people out of your belly and you're like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. First one came out, they had to go in, turn the other one around because he was facing the wrong way. So he was, he had to go literally go inside of me, turn him around and then ask me after all of that to push him out. And so at one point I said, um, to my doctor, I can't do this anymore. And my doctor looked at me with one of those black women stares and said, exactly what can't you do? And I said, I can't push anymore. And she said, you're either going to push or this child is going to die. So you choose. So I just pushed. I heard so it's that. the same thing. People are like, they just don't want to do it. But you, what you're saying is that, okay, well then choose. I mean, you can either do it or not. Well, that's so you the, are responsible for that's your outcome. the crux of it is what she was pointing to. It's like, you know, you can have a conversation about yes or no, all you want to. This is what's happening, and you can go along with it, or, you know, ride the horse in the direction it's going, or you can resist it and push against it. But there's a saying, you know, that we have that I use all the time, what you resist, persists. You know, if you're yeah. going to keep persisting, it's going to keep persisting because it's happening. Whether you like it or not, how you <laughs> feel about it is relevant. You know, if the horse is riding this way, turn around, sit up, and put your hands on the stirrups, honey. You got to go. <laughs> it's time to go. You know, and and, and that's that what is talking really about. The of most of my coaching, I have. Um, I started out as a life coach, and I ended up being a business coach because I happen to believe that everybody should be their own boss, and that has its own, you know, stuff around it because you know. It gets complicated because if everybody was their own boss, then who, who in hell would sell us the ice cream and the donuts and the things that we need to live, you know? But I believe that you can be your own boss, you can run your own business, and everybody has the potential to be an entrepreneur. So I ended up being a business coach, but I started out in my career as a life coach. And my big deal with everyone and how I ended up coaching people mostly was around fear, most people are consumed by what they are afraid they cannot do. So this is the reason why I say that, you know, you can have anything you want. You just have to have the courage to say you want it. 
most people are afraid to admit that they want something. Like we talked earlier about wanting to be rich, wanting to be prosperous, abundant, successful. Well, yeah, but, you know, what does that really look like? Do you want money or do you want the things that money can buy? What do you want? Can you say it? Can you articulate it? Because how in the world can anybody, God or man, deliver what you want if you don't know what it is yourself? And, you know, it, it, it comes down to this. What, what are you willing to do for what you want? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to take on your life and have it go your way? Are you willing to admit that things that happen in life, whether you're afraid of it or not, whether you're, you know, concerned that it's not going to go your way or not, are you willing to take a stand and create from what's possible in life? And I'm here to tell you, anything's possible. One of the biggest things about me that all my clients have ever told me is that I am a yes. If you tell me you want something, I am not somebody that's going to say to you, well, you can't have that. You know, you're too old. You're too fat. You're too, you know, skinny. You're too young. You're too old. You can't have that because somebody else has it and you can't beat them. You know, this this is not something that I'm ever going to say to anybody, no, you can't have that. You tell me you want it. I'll tell you you can have it, and then I'll tell you what you have to do to have it. And here's the the thing that people get confronted by is what you have to do to have that thing. They want it to fall from the sky like, like, you know, fruit from heaven. They want a man. They want a boyfriend. They want a girlfriend. They want the man of their dreams or the woman of their dreams. So they sit in their house, and they want, and they want, and they pray, and they pray. They dream, and they dream. Sweetheart, if you want a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you have to open your door and go outside and meet somebody. They're not going to drop into your living room like some kind of Navy SEAL. You know, you've got to get out there in life, and you're going to have to do some flirting, okay? There might be a wink or two or a smile or a wiggle of your booty or something. You're going to have to let people know you're you're available, and there are Actions you're going to have to take, you're going to have to date, you're going to have to do something. I talk to people all the time that say, I want a man. And I say, okay, well, what are you doing to get one? And they look at me like I'm crazy. It's like I said earlier, if you want to live in the energy of yes, you're going to have to be willing to do what it takes. And what do you do? Whatever forwards your commitment. So going out on dates forwards your commitment to get at the man of your dreams, and then how are you going to meet people to date unless you get out there at the world? So this is the homework assignment I give to somebody who wants, you know, the man or the woman of their dreams, and I've coached both. You go out in life. You just go about your business. You know, go to work or not. I don't know with the pandemic, but... Go to Baskin Robbins and get your ice cream that you you like. Go to the movies. Go to Starbucks. You go on about your your usual way. But every single person that you meet that you don't know that smiles at you when you look them in the eye, 
smile back and wink at them and see what happens. Just look them in the eye, and if when you do that, they smile at you, smile back and wink at them. Do that for two weeks and see what happens. And most of the people I send out in the world to do that come back to me in a relationship. Why? Because they became a yes in the realm of romance. It's called flirting. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's this example of um, of yes played out in terms of... Um, you know, what what it looks like to have a commitment and what it looks like to say yes inside of that commitment. I had a guy who I gave that homework assignment to, gay guy, and I told him to do that, and he did it. Two weeks later, on my call with him, he said to me, I had to stop. I had so many dates, it became uncomfortable. And we laughed because when I asked him to do it, he had been dry for years. He had had not had a date for years. Mm -hmm. Two weeks of winking and smiling at people, and he had so many dates, he had to stop smiling and winking at people. That's amazing. Overwhelming. And I told him, you know what happened? The door was closed, and you opened it, and people started to come in. And that's what I, you know, so now if you're listening now and you think I'm going to run outside and start winking and smiling at everybody, you just need to know that there. <laughs> I'm going out right now. <laughs> it's not just that. It's not just that. What I'm inviting you to take on is being available. When someone looks you in the eye, number one, it's because they're interested. Because people don't look people in the eye. Notice test my theory. They just don't. It's awkward and weird for them, and they'll usually look down. If somebody looks you in the eye and keeps looking at you, it's because they're interested in something about you. So look them in the eye and wink at them, and you'll find out what they're interested in. I promise. And then you can take it from there. You can either say, okay, enough of this and move on, or you can just grin and smile and move on. Or you can step up and say, hey, let's, there's a Starbucks over here. Let's go there and have a cup of coffee. It, there's a door that just opened is what happens when you do that. You open a door and say, come on in. And most people, when they're invited, will step in. Most people. If they don't, you dodge the bullet. Go on. Move on. Don't get concerned with why they don't respond. You open a door and say hello to whoever steps in. And that's the science of yes. You are somebody who can manifest on a dime anything you want. But the the key is say yes to what forwards your commitment in life. You want a boyfriend, you want a girlfriend, you got to start opening the door. I promise you the door is not open. I coach people about this all the time. You think that the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams is out there somewhere and you'll never find them and you're not worthy of them and all the conversation in your head, just wink and smile at people when you see them on the street. 
you'll find out how quickly people would love to meet you, get to know you. You're just closed. So open the door and let them in. And yeah, you know, the hits just keep on coming. Show up here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. I got more for you. In the science of yes, this is <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. We're on New Age Spirit Radio, and we're here every week. And I wanted you to, to see what was possible if you take the concept of yes and apply it in one area of your life called romance. You can apply the energy of yes to any area of your life. There's the area of your career. There's the area of your home. A lot of people come to me and their home is not a place that they go to to have um, serenity, privacy, beauty. You know, they their home is a mess. And they're not happy there, and they don't spend a lot of time there. Well, guess what? There's a pandemic. Most of us are stuck in our home. If your home isn't a place where you feel empowered and recharged like a battery that just got an infusion of power, then there's stuff to do. There's feng shui for the home. There's energetic things you can take on for the home so that your home is a, is a charge for you, like one of these electric cars that are plugged in in between drives. Your home is like that. And if it's not like that, get with the program. That's the way you want it to be. I even have a chapter in my book around having fun. Do you really know how to have fun? Well, come on. I'll show you how to have fun. The reality is is that the energy of yes resonates in all areas of life. And if you can just resonate at the same energy level that the universe resonates, you have the life of your dreams, and it's easy. You can do it. All I am is someone who is a messenger for what it is to be in the energy of yes. But for you, any of you, not just for the people who are listening live right now, but for the people who listen to the recording of this show later, I'm talking to you too. This is um, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach, and I'm here every week talking about the energy of yes. My very special guest, my sister, Dr. Tamala Holly, is here. She's the author of Your Inner Kingdom, and she is a very, very powerful manifester in her own right. So we're about to, to land this plane, Tammy. Is there anything you want to say to our audience, let them know that you are with them, and anything just to, to close the show? I would say that stay beautiful. And what I mean by that is that um, light that resides inside you, let it out. It's okay. We all have something beautiful inside of us. And if we all take the time to go out, look people in the eye, smile, let, let it out, let that light out, then we'll see the changes that we can make in this in this world. And so I'm, I'm saying to you that, yeah, I want to see it. Let me see the light. Stay yes, that's really, really beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I'm going to second that emotion. I'm going to say that, that your beauty and your light shines from within and it is readily available to you and it is available to the people in your life. Just let it shine and don't let anybody dim your light. 
you know, Marianne Williamson had this incredible quote where she talks about how um, it's actually not, you know, your, your weaknesses that you actually fear. It's your strength. It's your light that you fear. Because you cannot believe you have this much power. That you are someone who is a child of God and can create and evoke anything you want. It's hard to be with, to know that your light shines and that you can make a difference and contribute to others. But I'm here to tell you that with the energy of yes, anything is possible. So um, thank you so much for listening tonight. Um, We're going to bring this plane in for a landing. And um, I'm going to end the show with um, the music. I end the show a lot with this music because it's one of my favorites. from the motion picture, Angels in the Outfield, and it's called The Wave. And I'm going to end the show with this music because um, I'm so present to what's possible whenever I hear this. This is the music that was playing when the baseball player had lost all hope, and the coach made him believe there were angels in the outfield, even though there weren't. And everybody in the stadium stood up and started to wave their hands to let him know that they were behind him, that they believed in him. Everybody in the dugout, in the the press box, everybody were waving their arms up and down to let him know, we got you, you got this, come on. And um, I'm going to end my show tonight with this song because I'm so present to power and light and possibility. And I'm so tickled that my sister joined us tonight on my show. It's so wonderful to have her, Dr. Tamla Holly, on the show. So um, good night, everybody. And we are um, here every Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for listening in. Have a wonderful evening. Good night. Good night.